Bill Wilson, co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, wrote in 1952, If we examine every disturbance we have, great or small, we will find at the root some unhealthy dependence and its consequent demand. Wilson suggested that if we could identify and continually surrender these unrealistic and unrealizable demands, that we may then be able to accomplish what he imagined to be the recovery's next frontier, something he called emotional sobriety. Flash forward 70 years and join psychotherapists and best-selling authors Tom Rutledge and Dr. Alan Berger, who have taken up the mantle of exploring Bill Wilson's new frontier. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. Welcome to our podcast, Emotional Sobriety. Glad to have you back, Alan. I've missed you. Patrick and I have both missed you the last couple of weeks, uh, and we've tried to carry on as best we can. But we are we've, we uh, like I texted you guys earlier. Good to have the band back together. Yes, I'm excited to be back, and you guys carried on well. We've gotten some <laughs> great feedback from the shows that you did, and and I'm so glad to be back. It's been an exhausting journey the last few weeks here, and we're starting to get settled here in beautiful Doylestown, Pennsylvania. So I wanted to say on the show, coming to you live from Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Right. Doylestown sounds so bucolic. <laughs> that's the coolest thing about being up in that area it is like things i think things are old down here but i mean things are you know it's like it's amazing i mean in this area that i'm living in is where george washington had his army wow the Continental army was was formed you know with men and from this area and they camped in this area they crossed the delaware not close from where i'm at I mean, the history around here is, and, and you feel it, you see it. When I drive down these roads and when you guys come and visit, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. The homes are literally built on top of the road. Because yeah. I guess when the carriage came back, they just pulled up and then handed the milk off to the side and put it on your porch and then drove down the street. Right. I mean, it's so different. You just see that this community just has unbelievable roots yeah you don't get that in los angeles it's the big thing that that for me was missing is the incredible history that that our country has and you don't just get that in la you get a lot of concrete mm -hmm. <laughs> you get a lot of right. freeways you get a lot of driving time i mean there's wonderful things about la i'm you know i love it i love it right. for what it is well, it's, it's time. It's time for something different, man. It's well, like this is different. This is different, you know. And I, I wanted to throw out a topic because I can use a heavy dose of this right now, and that's, you know, being able to roll with the punches and flexibility. Flexibility, absolutely. And, you know, um, I'll start with a story in that that's quite upsetting. Um, so I think, you know, I mentioned to you as we were moving out here that one of the things that we were cautious of doing was flying Rocky, our beautiful white, you know, golden retriever. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to fly him in a plane because of the heat conditions and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So we were told, you know, you might consider one of these transportation companies that pack up your animals, drive them across the states and deliver them after a couple of days of, of transport. So Jess researched it. We thought we had a premium company. We paid $3,000. His ticket was more than our tickets to get yeah, out yeah. here, you know? And um, so he shows up Monday this last week. 
um, Tom and Patrick, and it was horrible. Mm. He was near death. Oh my God. It was, un, I mean, you know, I can almost, I can feel the tears inside my chest as I talk. I mean, we love him. He's a member of the family. I you know. know how that goes. I do know, yep. And um, I think, and they're being very, very um, closed in terms of providing us any real information about what happened. Um, they said he was nervous and that he didn't eat, but he was also incredibly dehydrated. And an animal is not going to not drink water if they're nervous. They're going to drink water. Yeah. So he probably had very few fluids in the three days. They said that he was being taken out of his cage and walked, you know, every few hours on the way out. Mm-hmm. He was left in his cage for three days in his container. Mm. And he was laying in urine for three days. His urine. So his urine, because of the acidity, ate away the skin on his whole underside of his body. He's yeah. got wounds. You wouldn't believe it. It looks like somebody took a hatchet to him the way he's been cut up. Um, he developed pancreatitis. I mean, he's in bad shape. He's now had to spend three days, one night overnight in the vet, getting IV fluids on antibiotics, pain medication, and he's finally coming back to life. I mean, talk about, I mean, we're, we're furious with this guy. We call him up and says, um, well, your dog's old, isn't it? I said, no. He's four and a half years old. He's not old. So I'm trying to put it off like somehow it's the dog. So mm-hmm. this has been one of those things. It's like there's been many things with this move that did not happen the way, quote, we were hoping that they were going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so we've had to modify our things. We've had to be, you know, to take care of Rocky, which we've been glad to, to nurse him back into health. But this is that thing about, you know, we can make plans, but you can't plan the results. And this no. is the results. And, you know, and I, you know, Jess wanted to first turn this all on her. What did I do? Why did I pick this mm-hmm. company? But she did her as much due diligence as you can do other than maybe calling previous owners or something like yeah. that that had their dog transported. Do you think that revenge has a place in emotional sobriety? Because I'm sure you're well, thinking lawsuits. You know, and- we're, we're definitely we're definitely going to ask him to make us whole. I mean, you know, we stopped, we disputed charges, the last payment, which was over $2,100 on the credit card. We disputed that. But, you know, the, the, um, the vet is really taking this up as a, and is very upset and understandably. So look, trust me, if you saw the dog, you, you would say, this is, this is abuse. This is abuse. So the vets have taken copious pictures. There's a report written up, and they've reported this company to the authorities in California, Department of Consumer Affairs. So well, we'll, we're gonna have to talk. We'll talk about what the definition of revenge is. But I, I, you know, I don't think. I mean, I maybe and maybe there's different ways of looking at that. But 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 calling for accountability in something like this and being upset, uh, is, I don't think is necessarily vengeful. Oh, it's yeah, like, oh yeah, this is one of those things where there's nothing wrong with us being upset about this. This is a well. What, and what I was going to say when you said you said it was an example of things go, going not the way you hoped, but in this particular case, because you, you're dealing with a professional company, this is this is you know. And, and again, we talk about expectations all the time, but we live in a, a real world, and the truth is, 
you make it you you make a bargain with these people with with expectations they those are those are you know just like somebody comes to us there are certain you know i won't ever claim i'm going to to fix them but i will claim that i'm going to i'm going to do the very best i can and by the way first of all i will do no harm and and um this is this is um Wow, that's it, it's it. You no, got it's, it's a mind blower, and like you said, you know, and you bring up a good point, Patrick, in terms of, you know, and even this thing when when we talk about that, it's a spiritual axiom, like when Bill Wilson is talking about step ten, and he says it's a spiritual axiom. Every time we're disturbed, there's something wrong with us. Well, I think in this case, there's nothing wrong with us being disturbed. This mm -hmm. is an appropriate reaction to a situation. Um, that where and like you said tom there was an agreement here there was a yeah. mutual understanding that i'm right. paying for a service and i expect the service to be delivered in the way these guys promised now there was other things that happened in a move like they're going to the movers were supposed to bring our furniture in on a saturday they didn't get here till sunday which is why i had to cancel right. last week right. right you know they hoped that they could pull the trailer up into our house and unload the semi. Well, once he got here and saw that there's this asphalt driveway coming back, he says, first of all, I can't get up that driveway. I'm going to bottom out. And if I did, I'd ruin your driveway. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, with 80,000 pounds of a truck, you know, and stuff like that. It's the, the asphalt's not made to handle that kind of weight and stuff like that. Yeah. So they had to shuttle things in. So, those have been some of the also some of the challenges right in terms of mm -hmm. being able to say look that stuff is out of our control you know in terms of the movers getting here so how do we roll with the punches i was hoping to do the podcast the next day and because they had to shuttle back and forth the shuttle was taking a lot longer than they thought they didn't finish the move tom until tuesday night at 8 p.m mm -hmm. and they started Sunday morning early. So it was three full days to move us in. And look, I became very close to them. They, they were a great group. Ben was, it was Ben's truck and, and he worked for Atlas Van Lines and he had his two nephews with him and his sister-in-law. So it was mm -hmm. a family operation and mm -hmm. they became part of our family before they Absolutely. Left. They took Absolutely. showers here before they headed off to Texas to do their next move. Wow. I mean, we became that close. And, and, and look, hats off to these guys. They worked I, literally 12 hour days and I'm talking worked. There was no whole, you know, sitting around and, and shooting and, you know, shooting mm -hmm. the shit. I mean, mm -hmm. these guys are busting balls. But, you know, I, I was so aware, though, about this thing we talk about in emotional sobriety, that, that it's so important to let the situation you're in control you mm -hmm. and not get hung up. Like when Rocky showed up in the shape he was in, everything else got put on hold. And it right. was 9-11, we got to get him cared for. We got to take care of him. And that's what we did. You know, when, when, when the moving company switched gears and we only had one bed to sleep in here at the house, we camped out and we made it fun. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things that was rolling with the punches. We turned it into a fun little moment. You know, we yeah. had one bed and a flashlight and pillows mm -hmm. and we slept at the house with nothing else in the house. And it was wonderful. Our suitcases from where we slept. Well, a, me a, mem a memory that all of you will have forever. 
it's, it's absolutely well but i want to go back for a second to what you said you know when bill says when bill says the the uh the, the you know the there's something there's something wrong with your expectations it's like i think you know and i and i you know and i don't know i don't know bill but uh but i, I don't think that i can't imagine he would disagree with 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 some of this in the, the idea that that i you know i I think the thing is, and it's a language that that I've used a long time. And I think we both think in these terms is, is, it's the first place you look is your side of the street. Is the way I say it. Is you always ch check that out to be sure that you're being that you're you know if because if there is something there that is about you know, about me, then, then I need to be able to, to find it. And that's the place to start. It doesn't mean, and it doesn't mean that the other people don't, are not at fault or don't have other, other problems with that. But, but the idea, there are times where we're going to do a check. And by the way, the, the reason you're not finding stuff that, you know, the, that is yours to work on. If you had reacted, we could ma imagine different ways that any one of the three of us would react. I mean, just impulsively react, react to something like that. And I could we'd go like, oh, yeah, we could find I could find some places where where I could have screwed that up for myself. It wouldn't it wouldn't make it right for the other people. But it's like it, in those cases, it would be my, mine to start there. But yeah. the idea part, hopefully what's happening and what we're teaching people too. We're, we're practicing and teaching is is the idea if you're walking this path it's not it, you know emotional sobriety is not something we're going toward it's it's something that runs right down the center of us yeah. it's always there this is you know this is the way i've always thought about being at peace it's like it's like it's you know we're never you know we're human beings so we're not going to land land right on it all the time we're going we're going to live closer and closer to that to that center and uh, and the cool part about that is, as you do went through this with Rocky, you check back and you know and you you'll do it again. You'll take a look and see if there's something else that you need. To, if there's something to learn, you'll learn it. But ultimately, it's it's okay if you check in there and you and one of the ways we do that is we check it out with other people, like you're doing right now. Yeah. It's like you check it out with trustworthy people. So you have people who go like, well, wait a minute, maybe you ought to think about so and so. It's it's you know we don't isolate with it. But it's okay if if you run you know run the checklist like you know like Kathy the, the pilot was when, when she was doing her her checklist thing like she did like a pilot it's like you do a checklist and you check out you go like this is okay yeah it's uh and and, and the other piece is I'm sorry we're 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 talking about hurting an animal and 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 it's like you know that's yeah I, I, I will I I disclaim any any. Uh, I have total bias about this. So it's, it's like, I don't know that I can be objective about. Oh, listen, I'm, in one sense, I was glad I was in Pennsylvania and that I could make a phone call and not make a visit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Cause I, you know, I don't, I don't want to bail you out. It's yeah. like, that's, that's a personal thing for me. I just, I just don't, you know, don't want to oh, spend it, money. That's it. You know, the other thing that comes up with this and, and, and I, I guess it's an interesting piece of this. It's also about making decisions, isn't it? Like I was telling you, when just, you know, after this happened and then she's starting to question her decision because of the results, you know, I'm just reminded what I've said so many times is rarely can we know the results of a decision we make. You know, yeah. we can hope for a certain thing or have a certain kind of expectation about or in this case have a realistic expectation well, based absolutely on, based yeah. on promises right he says mm -hmm. these are our services this is how we're going to deliver them and um you, you know 
and and so it's easy to do that but then what i saw her doing when she was questioning herself what did i do wrong that it was something about me and i was reminded of that comment you made about negative arrogance mm-hmm. and the negative arrogance is like if this went wrong it must be related to something i did i have a client who who, who actually has recently uh identified very very specifically that that's the a message that she carries from her childhood that that if you know if something's gone wrong then i'm something's wrong with me i've done something you know or or even i'm just a, even sometimes just existentially there's something wrong with me yeah. it's it's like and so and and of course at times of stress you know you talk about it's going to rhyme uh, i like i like things that rhyme at times of stress like jess uh, you know, you, 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 you know, you fall back into that stuff. We, we, that's why we have to have each other. That's why it's good to, good to have be partners in marriage for in that case. So, so there's somebody there as she starts to slip off that cliff, you put your hand out and catch her and say, no, 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 no. You, you stay up here with me. We're not going yeah. down there. And that's yeah. where partnering comes in, you know, cause mm-hmm. that's, you're right on with that. And, and, you know, and, you know, thank God that, that, it's so interesting. I, I, of course, was very, very supportive with her on that. And then two days later, Cece's running out on the new deck because it's the mm-hmm. deck is not finished yet, right? We're going to put it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He gets a splinter. And I was all in Jess's, how come you didn't have shoes on? <laughs> oh God, that's good. That's right. That's right. Like, well. You know, well, we, 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 we wouldn't want to, we, we wouldn't want to start a rumor that you're perfect. I yeah, mean, come on. Because when it comes to CC crying and, and if I, if I, I'm going to blame somebody for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Patrick, you and I need to make a note that that's something we need to be working on with this man. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, um, uh, Alan, uh, helped me get sober and, uh, instrumental, very direct, meaningful way. And uh, you've always encouraged me to not be afraid to make a decision. You know, I mean, recovery to you has never, or at least as you've demonstrated it to me, has not meant, you know, just kind of a holding back and like a refusal to really get in the shit because it might be too stressful or knock you off kilter. And I think, you know, that's kind of like what you're talking about in the context Mm of, uh, did I do the wrong thing? Did I make the right call? Well, you had to make a call. So Mm -hmm. what's it going to be, right? No, Absolutely. you're right on, and that's, that's beautiful. That, that is, see, I, I and I and I brought that up just because, see, I think that we can fall out of the uh, two sides of that bed, as you've pointed out a lot of times, Tom, is that we can we can fall out on the side of the bed. It's it's all about me in an arrogant sense, right? In that mm-hmm. positive arrogance, if we mm-hmm. want to call it. Mm-hmm. But we can also make it about us in that negative arrogance. Mm-hmm. And they're both deadly. I mean, they're both deadly. And when you said emotional sobriety is like kind of being right down that middle, mm-hmm. it sense. really is. It's about finding balance in all of this stuff. You know, we talking today, we got a ton of stuff to do. And Jess and I just looked at each other and says, you know what? Day off. <laughs> Beautiful. Day off. You know, if we feel like opening a box, we'll open it. If there's no pressure, let's take Sunday off. And we just said, instead of driving and driving ourselves, we got to get this done. We got to get, there's no got to get anything done. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, you well, you're you're you know, there there is no ultimate arrival. Somebody said that one, one time when I said that uh, the old line of uh, the life's a journey, not a destination. She said to me, she she said it, and it just really hit me uh, d- directly. She said, "Does that mean we never get to arrive anywhere?" And I and I thought, absolutely, that sucks. So so I've decided it's a, it's a journey with with multiple and and many destinations. And you guys, and quite literally, and not to mention, there's all sure we could we could do metaphors all over the place. But quite literally, you all have arrived in Pennsylvania, in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, and you're in your home, and it's it's like yes, take the day off. I love that. That's right. That's what we've done, and that's and we've been enjoying. I've had a nap, and she's just had her nap. Um, so we've done that and we were hoping CC would have a nap, but he's <laughs> decided that, well, she, you got to check, check those expectations. That's right. <laughs> on her own, she's on her own schedule here. This little thing. It's, it's wonderful. Oh my goodness. You think Bill Wilson meant it literally when he said, you know, that if there's uh, if you're disturbed, is well, there something I, wrong with you? I don't think it was literal, was it? Hey, I, I look, sometimes he would state things in absolutes. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand his reasoning for it. I think it was more um, coming from kind of a teaching place. Right. Yeah. I will take this heuristic kind of stance about a, an issue to make a point that most people and we can all relate to this. If something goes wrong, we're looking for someone to blame, either ourselves or someone else. Mm-hmm. That's an automatic response when you're emotionally immature, which mm-hmm. I can say. Which, I still which, we, well, which we come in, that's, that's where the whole sinner thing comes from, which we come and go from. It's yeah. like, it's not, if we're, see, because a lot of times what happens is we people beat themselves up because they act out of a way that they may have done regularly or frequently in the past or, or solely in the past. But it's like, because I, because I fall into that does not mean I can't, it doesn't mean I've lost what I've, I've gained. I get back up, you brush yourself off and you go right, right. into it. And, and I want to say too, that because this is, I appreciate that question uh, about, um, wondering about Bill's intent with that because because I've been you know and I've talked about this probably in the podcast before it's like I speaking speaking what I call speaking with authority this is one of the things you actually I've learned from 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 witnessing you uh talk is like I ultimately where I come from is a place where I had an editor say to me one time says Tom if we let you go the way you want to go as far as personalizing this stuff you're going to have a disclaimer between every sentence, every, every other sentence is going to be the following sentence may not apply to you, you know, and he, and, and he made that point very clear that it's like, you can't do that. You, you are to write this stuff. You have to, you, there has to be generalization and you have, you have to make those things. And, and I think a lot of times when we, and, and a lot of times the people, certainly I can explain for myself, there's the times in my life where, where I didn't need to, anybody to, to, to say to me or write something that I was going to read that was going to give me any leeway. I needed somebody to say, no, this is the way this is. You go, fi- you go find out how you do it that way. It's like later with our own wisdom, which comes with this, we can understand, you know, you learn, it's the deal. You learn the rules before you break the rules. Yes. Again, it's it, we learn that as writers. It's like you know, when we're all three writers. It's it's like you know, you learn you you learn the rules, and then you do what the hell you want to with them. You punctuate any way you damn well feel like it. But those of us who do a decent job with that actually know how to write first. 
Yes. You know, and it's like, I think this, this applies to that. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. Yeah. you got to know the rules to break the rules and, mm-hmm. and that's, that's understandable. I, yeah. And I think that that's right. I mean, I, I see that. And, and, and I do see what he was doing, right, with this is that, mm-hmm. you know, let, so let me go back and share this thing like with Cece. When I got angry with mm-hmm. Jess, because, because Cece got a couple splinters in her foot. Mm-hmm. Now, understand it was a couple splinters in her foot. I that wasn't lost on me at all, Alan. <laughs> uh, it was lost on me, trust me. It was like the poor thing had to have her foot removed. <laughs> As we're holding her down to take these things down, she's screaming bloody murder. Sur- surgery. We're going to have to oh, surgery. Yeah, Civil War style. Yeah. That's right, Civil War style. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was Civil War. We're back in the country. We're part of the war. Was bite, on, bite on this, dear. That's right. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Next time I'll give her. A oh, my God. Pop. Patrick, that's hilarious. Patrick, that was great. Well, you know, Jess says, what is going on for you that you get this upset and this angry? And then I had to stop and think, well, wow, what is it that this touches? And then it started this this kind of going through the layers. Well, the first layer is, mm-hmm. well, it's my job to protect my family. As a man, that's mm-hmm. part of my role is to mm-hmm. protect. And I failed here. Yep. Then it went to, my God, it touched some of the pain that I have when I see somebody I love hurting mm-hmm. and there's not much I can do to help them. Mm-hmm. Like with yep. my dad when he had cancer. So it went way back to that. So as I started to process what was going on that made me so disturbed. I'm not going to say I was wrong about it. I could just start to understand the depth to my reaction. And well, you you went immediately to helplessness is what you just told yeah, us. Exactly. It's like like that's the thing, and and that's not a conscious thing. Now the conscious stuff is is you know when you when you have a marriage like you and Jess have, and we're we're so hopefully we can ask ourselves that question too, and we do that frequently. Well, hey, what the hell? What am I reacting? But in that case, she got to the question before you, which yeah. you know, which Didi does very often for me. You know, what the hell is a, is a beautiful question to be asked in, in a situation like that because it because it activates the the part a curious part of you that begins the process and then you go through those layers and 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 you realize oh wait a minute i wasn't reacting to splinters i was reacting to my own helplessness that's right to yeah. my helplessness to my trauma in terms of the stuff that i experienced with my dad and how and which was related to my helplessness when i was laying next to him and he's screaming well, helplessness is specifically about people that you love being in pain and yeah. you not being able to do anything about it. And, and, and that's right. And definitely, definitely connected to that in me. And I think, see, that's, I think, what Bill was hoping that he could invite people is to getting more curious with themselves. You know, more and more, Tom, in our discussions, curiosity is emerging as a very important element of emotional sobriety. Yeah. Curiosity is the primary ingredient in respect is what I think is like, it it's is. like, it, and that's, that's toward ourselves as well as to other people. A lot of times we're pretty good at that doing for other people, but what we don't do is when we're judgmental of ourselves, we don't, ha- we don't, we don't afford ourselves the own, the, the, this, that kind of respect and that kind of curiosity. Let's have that interview inside our, our, our head that we would do with somebody else. Well, tell me about it. What do you, what's going on? 
And you, that's what gets you down through those layers. Yes, exactly. And see, and I think that's really what his call was to Patrick is really inviting people to be more introspective rather than either externalize or internalize. I think that there's a difference when you're introspective and internalizing the problem, right? And making it that look at what's wrong with me or what's wrong with you. The introspection says, what is happening here? What is you further? Yeah. 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 How can, how can I understand this Mm -hmm. so that I can now get some handle on what's going on in a different way instead of being so reactive? Well, think, think of it, think of it as a continuum. It's okay. The one end of the continuum is, is, you know, all of us have probably been there at some point is taking no responsibility whatsoever. Okay. The other end of the continuum is, you know, is, is taking all the responsibility, whatever. If, 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 if we're talking to people who have, who do not know about taking responsibility, who basically, you know, and that's victim thinking, which we're taught in our culture. It's, it's like things happen to how I'm doing is determined by how, what happens to me, not how I respond. That's the piece we're, we're switching around for people is so Bill, Bill's statement. If, if, if he's talking to somebody who's toward this end of the continuum, which if he's talking to, to, to newly recovering alcoholics, he's, it's a pretty good guess that you're talking to people who've not been taking responsibility for themselves. Yeah. So, so he makes a statement that's at the far end of the continuum, yeah. you know, and th- you think about the balance. It's like, what's that going to do? Well, that's going to push, that's going to push the scale a little bit. It's, it's because you need, you need it for one thing, it gets people's attention. Yeah, well, even, the, even, even the extreme part of it. It's like, okay, well that, that wakes me up. Makes me look at what we're doing. It makes us think about it. Yeah, no, I, I was just, uh, it was on my mind because I was talking to a friend stayed with me this weekend who was also in the program and we were just talking about mm. the big book and, um, you know, that there is a kind of, you encounter an orthodoxy sometimes that's uh, mm-hmm. where, you know, I, I like to think of the, of this book as a living thing and you kind of interpret it and, you know, it, I like what you said about like, you know, you learn the rules first, then you just go mm-hmm. after you learn the rules. Mm-hmm. And I, and mm-hmm. I, yeah. And so I, I was just, uh, you know, kind of prodding at that a little bit. No, no, but I, th- I think the question is good because I think it's one of the things that that we all are responsible for being being able to think it through. It's, I mean, again, because what you're saying is if we're, you know, if we, if we just if we're going to do just literal interpretation, you know, like like some people do, in my opinion, in, in religious stuff, it's like, oh, well, this says this, you know, I don't want to be that guy with the big book. I love, uh, you know, I love what 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 has been written in, our, in in the literature, but it's like it's written by human beings. It's it's you know, it's, it's like, and yeah, it's, and it's been edited, and it's it's just it's words, and our job is to take it and use it. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, it, I, I do think that there's something to be said. You know, uh, I love what the discussion we've had in that Thursday night emotional sobriety meeting mm-hmm. when we were talking about character, quote, defects mm-hmm. and how unintentionally some of the labels that we use to describe some of the issues we need to work on can be shaming in themselves. Yes. Yeah. And make it hard for people to look at these things and to own them. And, you know, like, you know, when we talk about, well, was there something really wrong with me? Well, you could say, well, it would be wrong blaming 
Jess for what happened with Cece, mm -hmm. but then that mm -hmm. takes away Jess's responsibility to know this guy's being a real idiot. I don't need to take what he's saying personally, which she was able to in that case. She didn't take it personally. Which well, right. well, she, she has, well, she has a lot of practice. Well, she has a lot of practice. <laughs> I, I help her keep that. Aren't you? Aren't you sweet? I am. The, I am. What is that thing that, that that piece of metal that you or the grinding stone that? <laughs> Trust me, I give her plenty of opportunity to get blade sharp. Um, but what I was going to say is, see, I think that if if we were talking to Bill today and we suggested to him and said, look. Maybe instead of saying there's something wrong with us when we're disturbed, that we could say that we are giving a certain meaning to it and that it would be a good idea to explore that meaning. You see, that's more of a neutral kind of statement that invites somebody to look into what's going on with them that without having to deal with the ego issue of wrong, right? That right. kind of thing about being wrong. I don't know. Was I wrong? I was reactive. Mm -hmm. You know, it had meaning to me. It, was I helpful in that situation? <laughs> Probably mm -hmm. not as much as I could have been. I was holding CC down and cooperating that way and, and hating Jess every minute of it. But, <laughs> I mean, but, but you see what I'm saying is that when we step back, even like that discussion about character defects, when somebody, when I believe Glenn suggested character defaults. No, no, somebody else took credit for that. We, yeah, we need know. to stop giving that because I knew it wasn't him. We need to stop giving Glenn credit for that. Well, did Glenn say when he came back and say that I, I've said that? I, well, well, no, he, he just came back and he cleverly said, I'm still taking credit for it, uh, even, even though we had assigned it. So it's like, yeah. no, I'm glad that I'm glad that woman spoke up. I know. <laughs> that was important. But for her, <laughs> but see, that had meaning to her, right? Of course. But mm -hmm. see, whoever said it, it neutralized it. You see what mm -hmm. I mean? We're yeah. saying that, my God, let's, let's look at our reactions. Let's cultivate an atmosphere of curiosity. If I'm inflexible, which was the, the, the you know, talking about today, is this the ability to roll with punches? Because mm -hmm. rarely are things going to turn out the way that we'd like them to. Or, or let me put it this way. They, we know for certain they won't turn out the way we want them to all the time. Right, not going to do that. We just know that. Maybe some days you're going to have a you're going to have a little more luck than another day, and things are going to go your way. That, but don't get confused and think that's the way it's going to go all the time. Right, right. That's right. the thing we're saying. So be prepared to now respond and roll with the punches and figure out what is the next indicated step had this thing happened with Rocky and we got all into the injustice of it and got too focused on that and not on taking care of Rocky, right? that would have been a crime, right? We would have added to the problem. We made our priority. This dog needs help. We're getting him help. Didn't matter how much money we had to spend. We're not getting into that. You know, it's like, we're taking care of this. This is number one priority. Instead of getting into what's he going to do, is he going to pay us back for this, is that this is not right, all that other nonsense that was irrelevant at the time, our focus was on caring. But that same thing in that situation, I think a lot of us in a 911 triage appropriately, right? We figured this is not yeah. 
priority. It's a, it's a value system thing. See, I mean, the idea is, is the truth is, you, you know, that other stuff is going, you're actually, that's a very unconscious thing for both you and Jess in terms of that. You're not making a conscious decision. Do I, do I, do I want to, do I want to write a, a, a stern letter of disapproval right. right now? Or do I want to take my dog to the vet? It's yeah. like, I mean, it's, it's like, like it's reflex. Yeah. See in situations that don't, demand as much yes. from us yeah yes. it's so important to apply the same thinking that's, that's why good. when we talk about pausing wait a minute before you send that letter write these things out you know i went through that whole situation recently with the yep. publisher and mm -hmm. and i had all these ideas mm -hmm. and i wrote them out and i sent them mm -hmm. to you know, mm -hmm. a few other people to get feedback on mm -hmm. because i wanted to be thoughtful I just yeah. didn't want to get impulsive and say things and take stances and do things that weren't well thought out. And right. so this is where living in that space between the stimulus and our reaction mm -hmm. becomes so darn important because yeah. that gives us a chance to let the best in us decide what to do. Yeah. Not the reactive part of us, not the victim part of us, not the how dare you part of us, mm -hmm. the part that is able to get aligned with reality and to be able to cope with that situation in the best way possible. Right. Okay. Two, two things I want to be sure to point out. One of, one of them, just to, just to leave things in a nice gray area where I think in a way, some ways they need to be. One of the things when we talk about when you when you imagine the conversation with Bill and kind of making an editing suggestion that kind of stuff, is is what one of the things that I know is that it was extremely important to me in my process of getting getting better and and I mean better by being described as, as becoming the adult who's responsible for myself, um, which is what I think what this is all about. It's it's like. It was really important. The language of being able to let myself be wrong was important. It was, it was, you know, because I, I was already a master at couching things in, in, you know, I could do an essay presentation on anything and, and, and talk my way. I could talk my way through most things. Well, until I met my wife, uh, and, and, and thank, thank goodness for that because she was not available to listen to that stuff. But, but it's, it's, um, but, so I, it was important to me, to me to realize when I say, you know, I was being confronted with this. One of the things I say is I remember the, the day that Dee Dee was to confront me with some stuff that was really hard. It was about her pain, about my causing it. Uh, am I being responsible? She was upset about something legitimately. And I had to, re and I realized that I had done that. I was guilty of that. And it's like, and the fact that I need, I neither crumbled, uh, which went into the pitiful me, you know, oh, oh look, I'm so sorry, I hurt you, like I said, or defended, pushing back. And one of the things that when I'm telling that story with, with the clients, I'll tell them, I, I don't remember every detail of that, of that moment in time, but I can tell you this, I'm pretty sure that every single thing she said, I did not agree with. Okay. So there was, there was stuff I could grab a hold of and, and nitpick. I could go, well, that's, that part's not true, but that wasn't the most important thing. The most important thing was that I, that I accepted my legitimate guilt. I was wrong. I had done something that was, that hurt, that was, that created harm. Talk about hurting somebody. Somebody I love was hurt and I did it, you know, and it's, and it's like, it was, you know, and it's like, 
uh, I needed to do that. So, so I think, I think there is a place for that language, I guess, is my, my general point about that. And then the other uh, thing is just, see, I think another way to talk about it, Tom, and this is, and I think at that point in time, see, there is a, a, a moment where when we admit we're wrong, it's not taking something away from us, right? Which no, right. say, if I admit I'm wrong, I'm no longer that perfect self I'm supposed to be for you to love me. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's a, a real reluctance or resistance to doing that. What you did was an example of what happens in recovery, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that yeah. you said, my God, when I own this, I'm actually adding to who I'm, who I am. I'm not subtracting. This right, is you don't, issue. right. You don't feel, you don't feel that in the moment. One of the things I always want people to know, you don't feel that in the moment because the, the yeah, the idea, I, I thought about that when I was saying that, I mean, if, if, if the time traveler could come back and tell me that there was going to be a time when being able to own stuff, that and stuff like that was going to actually be a part of my self-esteem. Yes. I, w- I would have thought, what the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Because that's that's not the case because it didn't feel good. But the truth is, I mean, one of the things that I feel best about in myself, is that, first of all, because it makes life easier is to know that, I, you know, if, if I screw something up, you know, I'm not saying I, I'm not going to have problems with it. And you guys will have to call me out on it sometime. But mm-hmm. it's like, generally speaking, that's kind of a strong suit of mine. I don't have problems admitting when I mess something up. You know, it, it, it's, it's like, I, it may take me a minute, it may take me a couple of, a couple of days even to, to look through them, but I can do that. And it's like, yeah, it is part of your growth. And, and, um, and, and I just want to say this too, because one of the things that I, that I, I'm writing on, uh, on, on, for our book, our, our emotional sobriety book is I, I, you made me remember this is like this terminology I've used before we got to this character default thing was I would say that rather than character, character defects, I would always say to my clients, let's think of them as characteristics and, and, and realize that every characteristic you have has an upside and a downside. You know, uh, I, I, I consider myself a lazy man and I don't think that's a negative thing. Some people think that's negative. It's like, like, but it's like, what's the upside of, what's the upside of that? Well, the upside of that is, I'm, I'm, if you want to take a vacation, if you want to go out in the woods with me back here and kick back, I'm the guy, you know, you know, it's like, I'm not some, some OCD guy. You're going to, you're going to take, I'm going to drive you crazy while you're out there. I'm really good at that. The downside of that is massive procrastination, all this other stuff that I continue to deal with. But so it's, it really is just evaluating. And this is what you're saying, Alan. It's like, let's go this, that curiosity again, let's just go learn more about ourselves. Yeah. Well, that's the call that you and I have. And we do, I do want people mm-hmm. to get to the point where they can own when they're wrong. I think yeah. it's an important thing to do. Right. But, but I want people to be able to do that and see it in the service of helping you become what you can be. Right. See, that's that's the way I like to think of this thing. So it's, it's well, it's, that's what you said about it. it's not loose because I think that's you know we have to, we have to move beyond. We can't just switch it, but we have to move beyond seeing that as losing. That's and right. that's what you said. We're not. Oh, I lost. I lost that argument. Like, yeah. mm, you're missing the point. My girlfriend and I um, we uh, rewatched The Sopranos recently which is fantastic. And um, there's this great critical compendium of essays about each episode that I had next to me while I was rewatching it. And uh, the kind of thesis of the show, I think is um, it's kind of a deeply cynical view of human nature is that um, people can change, but most don't want to. And that 
there's a duel going on inside every character between their kind of like animal self-centered programming and then their better angels. And then the way the critic wrote about it is uh, the, the better angels in that show have glass jaws. And uh, I, I look at kind of the work you guys are doing and, and I mean, emotional sobriety or uh, the, the seeking of emotional sobriety is kind of about strengthening that jaw, right? You know, so that yes. the best, like you were saying, the best in us can call the shots and we're not in this kind of like, uh, you know, free for all, all the time with our, uh, you know. I, well, let me ask you this, just as just on a writing perspective is, was, was, is the phrase uh, better angels with glass jaws was that the writer's phrasing that was or not. Is that oh yeah i can't take that yours that. no well, that's the, matt no. matt zoller sites okay 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 because i was going to say if you came up with that i was going to say write That'd that be down because that, yeah. that's beautiful <laughs> i loved it it was a great turn of phrase but but the better angels is you know that's the pause that you were saying between uh yep. a reaction and then the uh the way that you answer that through your your own action Yes. We're on a path of learning. That's it. That's what this is all about. And, and look, it's great to be back with you guys. Have the band back together again. <laughs> yeah. Great. This, is, this, this, is, this has felt like coming home. I appreciate it. I'm glad you're back. And I'm no, so but, sorry about, about Rocky, and I hope he gets much, much, much well, better you, quickly. He's, he's, he was barking a minute ago, so that's a good, good. sign. And he's much better now. I mean, he's come home and he's he's got he's mostly back, except for you know the bone hanging out of his leg where the skin just ate through. I mean, they, they had to staple several areas of his skin yeah. together because it was so messed up. I mean, it's I mean, it really was criminal. Mm. So, you know, Rock's on his way. We're we're here now, and he's going to have a gas in that backyard. I sent you guys a few photos earlier. You know, as this backyard goes on for two acres, I mean, there's two acres of land behind me, which is just beautiful. I mean, it's just gorgeous. I, you know, I wake up in the morning and here comes a deer with her foal, yeah, into the backyard, and they're they're having their breakfast. As <laughs> we're yes, I mean, that's like wow, that's wonderful to be able to experience. Beautiful, this. beautiful. The city oh, is in the country, and I wanted to say that I, I think it's absolutely right that you you didn't take a punitive point of view when your dog showed up like that. And the first thing you went to was let's just take care of him. Let's get him better. I mean, I just think that as a, as a framework to apply to, it was just the right thing to do because that's automatic. And see, that's what I saw oftentimes is that if if you're putting those, or if I'm putting those situations and maybe this was some kind of my Marine Corps training, when a crisis happens, I get calm. It's the thing. I mean, we learn that under fire, the guys that got killed first were the guys that panicked and started mm-hmm. running around and not mm-hmm. standing there and assessing the situation and saying, what mm-hmm. is my best response in this situation? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it meant duck and cover. Sometimes it meant get up out of the hole and start returning fire so that we make sure that 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 we're protecting you know, our perimeter. I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on what was happening. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I'll tell you, I, I, I credit the Marine Corps with some, I criticize the Marine Corps for some things, but I credit them. The one thing they knew how to do is how to stress you out and, and help you learn how to stay focused in that moment and not get lost in the stress reaction. Um, so I'm forever, forever grateful for that. 
Green Corps and fatherhood are probably it both good at that. If I could do that when Cece gets a splinter in her foot. <laughs> they didn't teach me that one. <laughs> well, there you go. But we're, now we're now we're getting a treatment plan. See, the, 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 next, the next time Cece starts crying, I want the first voice you hear in your head just to say, Marine. That's right. And then whatever comes next is going to be better. That's right. That, that'll, that'll be it. All right. Well, listen, what we decided to do, and I'm really excited about this plan because my book, as you guys know, has been released. And thanks yes. for being at the book release party. And Tom, thanks for all your wonderful comments. And, and I met most of them. And I'm glad you did. It felt very hard. <laughs> An incredible neat meeting uh, mm -hmm. evening for me in terms of I call it a it was meeting. beautiful it was yeah it was talk about letting yourself receive some things that was like a heavy dose of 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 being appreciated and I appreciate that very much remember that shut up and shut receive. up and receive man right, that was <laughs> it man that was a night of I was so filled with so much from that evening. And we're going to start walking through the book next week, and we're going to take the chapters on, and we're going to discuss them and what's going on, and and hopefully extend some of the discussions because you know you've ex discovered this when you write something, all of a sudden you realize, God, you know that would have been good to put in a book more, yeah, like yeah. this curiosity thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, I would have loved to add that element to the book because it adds so much to discussion. But look, the initial feedback has been great. Um, you know, I'm very excited that we're going to do that next time. And so please turn in next time and spread the word. Wonderful to have you back, Alan. Thank you. Tend your life. Tend your myth. Cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with. Then with glass in hand and children on one knee. Bring some stories. Bring your stories back to me. It ain't a crime to be a human Never be ashamed to be yourself Rest assured that whatever you're doing Will entertain me like nobody else So here's to us, my old friends Until it's time to drink the wine and break the bread again With glass in hand and children Bring some stories, bring your stories back to me.